My name is Diego, and welcome to How About a Time Machine. A deep bite into history is a dance performance history podcast featuring Diego Romero and Arash Kakpur. This podcast arose from the unified interest and lack of knowledge on the evolution of the contemporary dance and performing arts in Canada. We interview the artists that have continue to push and shifting landscapes of the scene. Each podcast is conducted in our formal, dry fashion manners. Why? We don't know. Possibly due to our June, June, I don't know, and a terrible, asynthetic taste. Nonetheless, over coffee and croissants, we create the space from the artist stories to be told. My name is Diego, and I'm here with a rash. Hi, Diego. How are you doing? I'm good. So, yeah, today I think uh, we have another guest, which is very exciting. Um, do, do you know who our guest is, Diego? Uh, yes, his name is Diego also. Hello. 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 Diego, you grow very fast. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, so you clearly haven't grown. <laughs> You'd grow so fast. That's strange. Very you fast. were just talking about in a podcast in a moment. Yeah, um, or we waited for you to grow up and then keep going with the podcast. Crocodile. <laughs> I'm just Benjamin Button. Friend. Crocodile. Yeah. What's going on with the word crocodile? Crocodile. Crocodile. It's uh, like a crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah. It, it sounds a little, uh, for the like the first part. It's like a crocodile, and it ends with a crocodile. 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 I have a hard time saying it because in. Farsi, we say it differently. How do you say it in Farsi? I don't think it matters. It's okay. <laughs> is it like is it like crocodile? Well, it's the same word with a different pronunciation. So I have a hard time saying it sometimes. But now it's okay. After this, you know, there's no crocodiles in Spanish. There isn't. You they just don't, they don't exist. Interesting. When you walk into a crocodile, they're invisible. Really? Yeah. Crocodile. Did you hear something? No, no. <laughs> it's like a crocodile. It's like a crocodile. You just hit it. You just <laughs> You just don't hit a crocodile. <laughs> just don't hit a crocodile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, maybe I think that's I, my next book. Don't hit a crocodile. Oh, you, you're saying you already have a book? <laughs> I'm actually Malcolm Gladwell. Are you, I'm actually Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> this is actually revisionist history. This is just, not. Oh yeah, guys, check out revisionist history by Malcolm Gladwell. That, that's also podcast. a really good podcast. Yeah. It's, um, mu- it's much worse than ours. Less, less, less work, less editing. Less editing. I think, well, yeah, I think he might have 18 p- people sitting, you know, sitting with him working on it. So, uh, the credits I, I are like Scarface. Yeah, I expect him to be better. Anyways, he does a very good podcast. And he knows how to say everybody. crocodile, actually. He does. I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard him say crocodile. I think I've read it in one of his books, though. Uh, to say crocodile? Crocod- well, he just can write it well, I think. Mm, Doesn't mean he can say it With a well. capital C. Yeah. He's a, he's a calm speaker, though, so I think he can say Very it. calm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the ancestral, traditional, and unceded Coast Salish territory, including Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. So our guest this week on How About a Time Machine, we have a next guest for a third episode ever. Yes, we do a very special guest. A special guest, yes. And our guest is... Our guest is... Our next guest is... This guest is... Is... Judith Garay. Judith Garay. 
It was an absolute pleasure. Pleasure to have Julia, the artistic director of Dancers Dancing. And um, yeah, we were lucky enough uh, that Judith was just about to leave town and we just caught on time. On a gorgeous and sunny day. On a gorgeous sunny day at a place she was very uh, generous to have us over and uh, we had about an hour conversation. So here it is for you. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Yes, enjoy the, the episode with Judith Gary. Judith Gary. Judith, thank you very much uh, for being with us um, and accepting your, our invitation. Uh, it's, uh, as, 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 as you know, this is the very beginning of our podcast and the first few episodes. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks for being our third guest. Uh, well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, so uh, we're going to start off with, uh, with our questions. Just drop right into it. Right, right into it, yeah. <laughs> um, if you wouldn't mind starting off telling us a little bit about what you do for all our un- unlearned listeners. What I do? Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I'm a dance artist. I am a choreographer. I'm a teacher. And I used to be a performer, although I did perform again last year for the first time in 16 years but i don't wow. perform a lot anymore um i basically gave that up at a certain point um and i mentor a lot of um emerging artists as well as um i teach at sfu so i uh i mentor a lot of them as well and i have a dance company called dancers dancing which has been in existence for 16 years i actually started that when i stopped performing regularly Mm-hmm. Thinking I would have lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, this, and then, and then, in terms of a, so, so then th- that was a sort of a progression of going from the da- dancer into choreography, or did you start choreographing right away? I started choreographing when I was twelve. Oh, I wow. did my first piece in the basement um, when uh, I played the piano, and uh, all my my little sister and all her friends were there, and of course, I had a captive audience and their mothers because my little sister was only three. So I played the piano, and that was my first piece. <laughs> Put on plays before that, but that was the first dance. Um, and um, then I started actually, I choreographed a little bit when I was at NASCAD, uh, Nova Scotia College of Art and Design, and realized that that was um, actually the direction I was going in. So I actually quit uh, mm. going to school there. And pursued dance, and I did. I, I worked with a couple of um, other people, well, several other people. I did uh, puppetry, and I collaborated with a lot of theater artists uh, who were at, Hall- uh, at Dalhousie. <laughs> and then I met a modern dancer, and that kind of changed my life because um, mm. until that point, I'd only studied ballet mm. Um, mm. as a kid, and. Um, yeah, and I started, I consider my uh, adult uh, choreography to have started in about um, the early 80s when I was, I was a dancer in the Graham Company at that point, and um, the, I didn't have my green card yet, and <laughs> the company was going on a State Department tour, so you don't take someone on a State Department Without tour to the card. Middle East without their paperwork right. done. So I started choreographing because I got left behind. (laughs) And I had time because I hadn't had any time. And I had choreographed a little bit before that, but that's what I consider my um, professional Professional. beginning. And can can I I ask about how that happened, the getting into the the ground? Because that's 
That's amazing. So, uh, so just how that happened, like how how you got close to the company and how you like. Uh, how do I what, get into uh, the Graham company? Uh, into yeah, and what, what was the feel like, and how you would even like try to get into the Graham company? Well, I didn't try, but um, they just invited me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I, I had been in Halifax uh, when I was at, obviously at Nova Scotia College of Art and Design, mm-hmm. and I started studying with uh, Anita Martin there and with Claire Bader, and then I realized I needed to fi- find somewhere that I could actually study. So I went to Toronto for a little while, uh-huh. and of course I studied Graham technique mm-hmm. at. TDT. I was there for like a summer course and then like a three month stint. They didn't have a school back then. This is the uh, early 70s. Early 70s uh, TDT <laughs> didn't have a school at that point. No, they had drop in classes. Right, right. They didn't have a formal school. They did uh, have open classes, but I knew that if I was actually going to do this, I needed to be super to focused mm-hmm. and I knew I needed a program. So I went to London. To I went to London, England to the place. London School of mm. Contemporary Dance, and I thought I was going for one year, and ended up being there three years. Uh, um, I actually got a job in Paris during my first, at the end of my first year for the summer into the beginning of the second year. That paid for my whole second year of school. Mm-hmm. And then the third year, I was in the student company, which was like a second company, and so they paid me. So it was like it was like this like miracle had happened. Mm. I like I didn't have to work at anything else. It was amazing. <laughs> And um, so, but but I toured all over England doing oh, that, and and that was all Graham technique that I was studying there. Oh, that I was see. a Graham-based school. It's no longer that, it, but it was at that point. Um, and I studied with you know people who had worked with Martha in the '30s, Jane Dudley, who's like this this icon, and uh, various other people. Uh, just uh, was really good training. Basically, had ballet and Graham every day, mm-hmm. and occasionally we would have something else. Like I probably got six Cunningham classes, mm-hmm. and maybe two jazz classes, and we had, you know, we had conditioning and like other stuff. But I'm talking about technical dance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, so then I was thinking of going back to Toronto, but uh, Anthony, my partner, and I had gotten together. We, we met as students there in London at the mm-hmm. place. He's Canadian too. But we were both there. Well, he's actually has dual. He has British and mm. Canadian citizenship because he was born that. But he grew up in Montreal. Sorry, it's a side story. <laughs> um, so he wanted to go to New York and I wanted to go to Toronto. So I said, mm. I'll go to New York for three months. I was there for 16 years. So, uh, <laughs> so within, the, within the three months, Pearl Lang, who was the first dancer to dance any of Martha Graham's roles, mm-hmm. I started dancing with her company within the first like three months. So I was like, like being already working. Um, and then uh, it was, uh, and I had, then I got a scholarship at the Graham School. Well, actually, I went, I was running out of money. I got a very, I got a short term Canada Council grant. A three month and both of us lived on it for six months <laughs> and then I started running out of money <laughs> so I had to figure out a way to get pay for classes because like you know it's it's expensive so I went to the Graham school and I and I said I uh, hear you need I had heard they needed demonstrators and for the in, at, uh, in Graham technique traditionally and always at the Graham school in the beginning classes there's always a demonstrator for the mm-hmm. teacher so mm-hmm. that the teacher doesn't have to do everything with the students because like well, when you're a beginner you don't know what's going on and right. if someone's not doing it in front of you it's like right. it's just for the, the introduction class yeah. not for like 
other mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. So I said, I heard they needed demonstrators, and they said, well, who are you? And I said, well, I demonstrated for Jane Dudley in England, and, and they said, okay. So so mm. I would get that class free, and then in nice. exchange, you get an, a, a class at your own level free. So mm. I demonstrated enough to get all my classes free, which was great. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, then when scholarship auditions came around, I auditioned for a scholarship to... Get a scholarship, and I got it. And before that was over, uh, Linda Hodes, who was the rehearsal director for the company, she had started working with the Graham Company when she was like eighteen. She was like mm-hmm. her nineteen. She was like the youngest person ever in the company, and she was still she was like been rehearsal deck. She actually gone to Israel and worked with uh, I think Batsheva Company, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the other one. There's those two companies. I always get their names confused. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, she said, what are you doing in June? I said, well, I don't know. She said, would you want to dance with the company? I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> because she had seen you in classes, basically. I took class there every day. I was there. Right. I was around. I was like a scholarship student. It's, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Th- so they knew me. But So I didn't actually, I auditioned for the scholarship, but I didn't audition for the company. And... And I danced in pieces of some of the company members in showcases, mm-hmm. and, and I danced in Pearl's work. Who, so of course they had seen me, da, 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 all so that kind of stuff. Most of the members of the company were choreographing, aside from dancing? no, no, some of them. Right. It wasn't at all. Uh, I would say less than half. Some of them, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, one of them, like Jacqueline Buglisi, is still has is has a company in New York now. She. She choreographed, not regularly, but there wasn't that much time. Mm-hmm, occasionally, right. I mean, I choreographed while I was with the Graham Company, mm-hmm. and the year that I did my own show, I danced in Anthony's show. We did a duet show, and then I flew to Europe and didn't have any rehearsals with the Graham Company before the performance. I decided this wasn't going to work anymore. Right. So it was just like too much. Mm-hmm. So I think I got lost. What we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just at the from scholarship to go and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. So and so then they sponsored me to get my green card. Oh wow! So that that took two and a half years. So I was performing with the company, and I declared all the work I did with him to with them to you know in my application. So it was illegal, but it was not. It was above. It was, I don't know, all declared. But right. they couldn't uh, take me out of the country. Because I couldn't come and go from the country until right. the green so card was. Oh, uh, I see. Was, so once was, you got that, then you were like. Once, to I, once I had more. the green card, I could travel with them. Yeah, which I did because oh, wow. I was danced with them for ten years. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I, uh, yeah, didn't. Uh, I couldn't. And they also, when we came to the, the company, came to the we, we tr- usually toured on one coast one year and the other coast of the states the other year. Mm-hmm. And they came to Vancouver one year, and my aunt and uncle traveled from Kelowna to see me dance mm-hmm. but I didn't wow. get to come oh, no. they left me in Seattle for that show because I didn't right. have my green card yet oh so couldn't I couldn't cross the border oh, no. yeah oh. and they had they were like I think my my aunt she's like loves dance she loves all the arts and she's a was always a supporter of my company 
she, she would like travel to, to Vernon from Kelowna to see us perform when we were touring in yeah, BC yeah. and, mm -hmm. and that, that she was really disappointed. <laughs> but so how come, but, but you were, how come you couldn't come back to Canada though? I couldn't have gone back into the States. You can't get back in. Well, into the States, I see. Yeah. I see. Oh, I yeah, see. I could have come to Canada any time, but I wouldn't have, it, it would have jeopardized my green card yeah. application. Oh, God, okay, that makes sense. That's wow. why I couldn't, yeah. Wow. No, I could have come here any time, but, but going back would have been... Oh, yeah, and which, which wasn't... Because it's in process, you know, and it's like, and actually, it's really interesting, because the only performance I missed in the whole 10 years was the day I had to get my green card, because you have to come to Montreal to do your interview and yes, get your stamps right. and get your passport and mm -hmm. then so I missed a performance oh <laughs> yeah, just the one one but it was like you know I had to do that yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. nice wow so um, that's how I got into the Graham Company and it what hadn't been my life dream to get into the Graham Company I mean I just wanted to dance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the Graham Technique I love the Graham Technique it fit my temperament and it and it fit my physiology it, it was organic for me mm -hmm. it was definitely um well i haven't found a better mm -hmm. technique for my, for me personally i mean i know it's not right for everybody mm -hmm. it's like uh and the rep the the the, the, the gram rep for women is fabulous mm -hmm. it's like amazing characters and yeah. it's so physical it's and, and the chorus good. dancing mm -hmm. is some of the best dancing in the world it's mm -hmm. just like you're you're with these these like other five or six women and you're just ripping it up it's like yeah, yeah. i still yeah. hear some of the music and my heart starts beating extra and i was like i was like i'm ready to like jump through walls it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's just amazing mm -hmm. i've seen the performance a, a long time ago i watched the video mm -hmm. that I, I got from the library it's about fear it was, I think she explained about Aaron into the maze. I think so. I think, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. But there's like this thing like this, and there's a woman in a white dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy yeah. with a bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. jump, 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 jump. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah it was yeah. really nice. Yeah, and then she was talking about how she had, she was flying, uh, and I think around the Middle East, actually, and there was this crash, like an almost crash with a plane, so then she started making that piece about fear. And, uh, but anyhow, I was going to ask also, so the first time you started dancing was... You were already studying in university, and then you met that dancer. So you, you didn't go to a, like a studio dance at all before that. Yeah, yeah. You did before. Yeah, that. yeah. I studied. Uh, I my when I was uh, a small child in England. My dad was in the navy, so we, I went to school, and we lived in Victoria, Halifax, mm -hmm. and then uh, I started school in Edinburgh, and then we were in London, and then Portsmouth. Mm -hmm. And when we were in Portsmouth, we had this sort of play acting class kind of thing, and we did some sort of dancey things. And and the teacher told my parents to send me to dance class. Uh -huh. when we got when I got we got back to Canada and so my parents sent myself and my two sisters not my brothers not my <laughs> younger brother who is an incredibly super athletic being who would have been a brilliant dancer mm -hmm. no the girls um, <laughs> this is my own it's like <laughs> he should have gone um, <laughs> I'm the only one who stayed more than a year the other two mm. girls they didn't like it they didn't oh, I see. but and, and so I studied once a week basically until I met Anita Martin, who, mm -hmm. and then I started like dancing all the time. I see. And then I started taking more ballet as well. And mm -hmm. I started just, so yeah, but I didn't get, it was, I was like 19 when I got serious. I see. When mm -hmm. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I see. But I had been dancing like, and I used to dance at home all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
when I was a, when I was a kid, I would go to like we would have dance-a-thons in the basement, and we would just dance until <laughs> I would never stop until my parents made me go home. When it was, you know, like it's dinner time, you have to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't stop. That was That's awesome. Period. That's how you know you want to do it for the rest I, of your just, life. It was yeah, like yeah. I just like we go for four, five, six hours. Oh, uh, not stopping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yes, this is yeah. Oh. I couldn't do it anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you'd tell us a little bit about uh, your company, Dancers mm-hmm. Dancing, that started in 1999, mm-hmm. and, and uh, just your choreographic process and how that sort of took shape. Or how that's Those made. are two different questions. I'll talk yeah. about the company first. Yeah, right. Um, because I, I stopped performing a lot in 1999, and I started the company, and the reason, and I had been choreographing already. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since the 80s, mm-hmm. and um, early 80s. Um, and um, I actually started the company because I wanted it to tour in BC, and I wanted it to tour in BC because there was no professional dance touring in BC, and mm-hmm. there hadn't been any since, like, for 15 years, since the dance mm-hmm. boom. There was nothing. There was, like, kids did in little dance schools and, and things like that, but there was no touring of... Mm-hmm. Any professional dance, period. This was 1999? 1999, yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I started the company. And at that point, it was a repertory company because Mm -hmm. I believed, rightly or wrongly, I think in many ways it was the right decision, that it would, the work would, if I had many voices, the work would be more accessible to Mm -hmm. more different people. And I didn't want to like dumb down at anybody's work or my own work. I just thought by bringing different voices, more people would have access mm-hmm. to it who who were complete uh, novices when it came to any kind of dance other than little kids mm-hmm. jumping mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And one of the biggest problems about touring in BC is that if you take dance to BC, and it still happens, not everywhere, but a lot of places, other than Van- uh, Vancouver, and, not Victoria, but um, a lot of other places, they expect it to be a children's program. Right. And mm-hmm. in one, uh, one uh, place where they did a survey... They surveyed their audience to see how they liked it. And, and the categories were four to six year olds, seven to nine year olds, 11 to 14 year olds, 14 to I forget what, seven, then adults, 18 and over. I was like, well, I'm right. only actually interested in the 18 and over. Right. So, and that was like, you know, 3% of the people who, mm-hmm. so it was, and yeah, so and that's- it was a challenge. Like northern BC areas. This where was that northern was BC, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was sort of a, the a bit of the premise everywhere, but and it was different in different places. But um, so the the company we did a lot of touring. We did a whole lot of touring, and um, we started. We went to Salt Spring our first year, which was great because I thought it would take a, two or three years, but. Mm-hmm. It was great. We got we we did there. We did Highway 16 a lot. We were in the interior. We did um, after our first cup year or two. It might have been our second year touring. We started doing school shows as well as main stage shows, and that was the first one was at the request of a presenter. She was very smart, and she was actually very. She was used to be on the. Um, she well, she, yeah. Anyway, she was great. I can't remember her full name, so I won't say it. <laughs> um, and um, uh, 
So one of the things that we did was we did we would often do main stage shows and we would do school shows at the same time in the area and we would also do like workshops and stuff. But in addition to that, we would do full school show tours, mm -hmm. uh, which evolved over time. And we would we would go spend a week in in the city in the interior like Castlegar, mm -hmm. and do like 10 school shows. We do two, two a day in the middle of winter in February. Uh -huh. I can't believe we were driving through the, those mountains in the <laughs> winter at night sometimes mm -hmm. in the snow. It's actually really scary when I think about mm -hmm. it. And I, I realize now that it really is hard to tour in BC right. to these small places because nobody wants you to come in the summer. They only want you in the winter because that's when they're landlocked. And everybody's stuck inside. Yeah. But yeah, we also went to like, did Vancouver Island. We did tiny little, little, little places where the whole community would come to the school show. Mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. There'd be 200 people. That would be like, you know, 80% of the occupants in, right. in, wow. in that town. Like, um, so all, yeah. And we did a lot of, a lot of school shows as well. And then, um, I, I wrote a letter to help um, Made in BC Dance on Tour get started. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't, I wasn't the one who did it. That was Barb Claus. And she asked me to write a letter. And I was, I, I did it, knowing that it would probably decimate my company because what happened then was we got the first, we toured the first year, but then they wanted, they, there was a structure. So everybody else was now touring because right. there was a structure. So it would have only come that anybody, any one company would only get to tour in BC every, you know, three to 12 years. Right. <laughs> so, right. um, I did, I, I made a program that I thought was a brilliant program for touring in BC. It, it was Voices in Motion, Bodies That Sing. It was the last group, uh, it was the last evening that was multiple choreographers. And it was, it was, it was, it was myself. It was Anthony, who you guys probably don't know because he's had most of his career in New York and Florida. Mm-hmm. And Rob Kitsos and Simone Orlando mm -hmm. and Serge Benathon. And I thought this was like an amazing group of choreographers mm -hmm. in part because they're all, they all actually demand really high level dancers, but mm -hmm. they have really different approaches. And I thought right. it would go right. and it had live. We, we did it. It was it was a collaboration with, with the Vancouver Cantata Singers, which is a choir. And so it was live music. And the I really thought it would tour well because we could have done it to recorded music. Mm -hmm. Local choir could have done one or more of right. the song. Could Or they could have had local choir or any musicians do like interludes in between the pieces. The only place that picked it up was Nanaimo, Holly Bright, who is, of course, uh, brilliant and loves everything about mm -hmm. dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not that far. And she had a choir there. I see. And they said it was amazing. It was amazing. The, the 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 choir there was actually in an alcove at the back of the stage at the at the Port Theater, mm -hmm. and it was like they looked like angels. They were sort of hovering above the dancers, and they sang through the the, the dancers into the audience. It was, wow. it was truly magical. When that didn't get picked up, I thought, okay, game over. I'm gonna do my own work now. Right. <clears throat> so I've just been doing my own work since then. So I've been doing a major work. For the company, like every two years, basic. Although this year I haven't not doing one because I had a lot of personal things. Both mm -hmm. my parents died, so I've been kind of mm -hmm. sidelined a little bit. So that's the company in a mm -hmm. nutshell. Um, and um, my own choreography has really, really changed how I approach it. Um, I, I, I seem to go through, like about every five years, I go through a... A rethink about how I approach making my work mm -hmm. 
Um, that said, I almost always prefer to work with a composer. Mm. Um, and um, almost always I've worked with a composer who has come in after I've already done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So the, the composer is creating to the work I've already made and the mm-hmm. dancers are dancing, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do have a mission to have dancers dancing. That's why my company is <laughs> dancers dancing. And I think that's always been my mission. I just, yeah. you know, um, but I used to do things that were much more um, internal landscape and, you know, I think most young choreographers try to, not most, many, try to, like, get the inside of them out onto the stage mm-hmm. and, and then but I've gone through phases where I've totally gone from the opposite tried to mm. uh, make sense of the external world like I, mm. I went through a whole phase of about I did about five pieces one of them was a full length and the other ones were shorter um, sourcing photographs from newspapers and then actually mm. starting from like hundreds and hundreds of photographs using mm-hmm. those to, as the starting mm-hmm. point and literally starting by copying right. what the people right. are doing and the thing and making work that way, which is totally the opposite of going from in your, in, your internal part. life mm-hmm. or images or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was younger, I used to dream choreography and then put it on stage mm-hmm. like in my 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would actually dream the sequences, right? Do, yeah. Now if I dream sequences, I just go, oh, that's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, dear. <laughs> that's good to know. Oh, that's, that's fun. Nice. <laughs> well, you know when you can do like, you know, 400 turns and you go, oh, right. that's nice. <laughs> I can only do that when I'm asleep. <laughs> I've had many of those. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then um, my... my so I did a bunch of that, and then just talking about the last maybe 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, I, I went into this, after being this totally external, I went into totally internal. And I did the Fine Line Twisted Angels, which you guys mm-hmm. might have seen, because mm-hmm. I think yeah. I did that since you were since grown we were born. <laughs> right, yeah. Since you were allowed in the theater. Since <laughs> you were allowed in the theater, yeah. I think the, the Fine Line was the one, the I, three dancers. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, it, yeah it was yeah. premiered in 2012, and then I remounted it for VIDF at 2014, and then yes. we did it in Coquitlam yeah. in 2015. Yes. And I had thought that I was no longer going to tour, and I thought, okay, this is great. I won't be remounting this, so I can get all this stuff going on and of course it's the one that got picked up and mm. we had to remount mm. with all this video stuff that is really uh, held yeah, right. to, to project onto a black backdrop or a, you know it was yeah, just yeah, like right. all this technical stuff that I would I didn't do when we were touring because it's just so hard to yes. tour with it unless you're going to really major theaters and BC doesn't have Not major any. theaters outside of Vancouver so well and Victoria yeah. but, um, so <laughs> Yeah, so that was, and then, and then I was like, okay, now, and, and then I started to feel really disconnected from Vancouver, and why am I here? So that's when I did 2020, which, mm-hmm. um, which had all those dancers, because I really was trying to, like, connect with where I'm living now, because mm-hmm. I feel like I've, well, I've lived all of, well, I've lived in a lot of different places, but I've lived here so much longer than I've lived anywhere else. Right. When I was growing up, we moved every two to five years, because my dad was in the Navy, mm-hmm. and then... I lived 16 years in New York, and I thought that would be the longest ever. Right. But now I've been here 25 years. So. Mm. Uh-huh. 
Um, what what are some unexpected obstacles that you feel you've hit in your career? Something that you you didn't really see coming, but caused either a problem or that's kind of helped you grow as an artist. Well, I think moving to New York, I didn't plan to do that, and I right. feel like mm -hmm. it totally changed my entire trajectory. Uh -huh. I have no idea what would have happened if I'd mm -hmm. come back to Canada, which is what I had planned to mm -hmm. do. You know, immediately as opposed to where would you have gone six, if you come back? I would have gone to Toronto. Toronto. I would have tried to get into TDT. Uh -huh. um, who knows if I would have? There's a chance I might have, but mm -hmm. you know, who knows? Yeah. Or maybe I would have like connected with another group. I mean, there, there's a lot of dancers in Toronto, and mm -hmm. and Toronto um, is is probably aesthetically, at least then, and probably still now, closer to uh, my aesthetic and mm -hmm. to how I work. And Vancouver, when I got here, was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was the landscape like? Uh, well, there were no trained dancers except for like maybe two or three or four, uh, other than like people who were like already over forty, mm -hmm. who had mm -hmm. you know done things other places and come here, and, right. and weren't the people you were gonna I was gonna hire to uh -huh. to dance in my work. Mm -hmm. um, other than the people in the ballet company, there there, there was no there was right. you know there was a few who had. There was really it's like now. I would say there's at least 20 times as many good dancers, right. if not 50 times uh -huh. as many good dancers. Wow. It, there was like, now I have, well now if I'm like, want to find people to work with, I go, oh God, who am I going to ask? <laughs> then I was like, I have to have an audition because maybe someone will come out of the woodwork. Right. Because I couldn't think of enough people to do anything other than like, you know, a piece of two or three people. Right, right. It was mm -hmm. really very, very different. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of different ways to get training here now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, I won't go into that. You guys will know that. Um, and there was very little then. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, even the places I taught were not at that high of a level at that point. Mm -hmm. It's really changed here, I think, Did across you know the board in all the schools. Where did your teaching practice start? I started teaching regularly at the Graham school mm -hmm. and I uh, I'd done a little bit in London when I was a student there mm -hmm. and I'd done a little bit in Halifax um, I taught a non-credit course at Dalhousie for their theater students mm -hmm. I don't know why I taught a non-credit was that? it was great it was really fun I mean I was like not professional yet myself oh. I was it was great it was great and I'd subbed once or twice for my ballet teacher when I was a kid like you know when I was like 16 but um when I in, in New York uh when I wasn't the company the Graham company um like basically all companies these days but even in those days they you work contract to contract I mean right. you were in the company but you didn't have a 12-month contract right, right. you'd have two months and then you might have a week or two months off or whatever mm -hmm. and I would always mm -hmm. teach in the school in mm -hmm. between so I taught a lot. And then I also taught at the Ailey School um, a lot. I was on faculty there for a period of time. And I did other places. I taught I, I taught at Juilliard a, couple, a few times. I taught at, at, out at Sunny Perch, SUNY Perch, S-U-N-Y Purchase. I never know how to say that. <laughs> um, I taught at the Neighborhood Playhouse. I taught at Ballet Hispanico. But I taught at the Graham School a lot, and I taught at the Ailey School a lot. And then when you got here, you, you started teaching right away? I came here as a guest at SFU. Mm. Um, they asked me to come for the whole year, but I was uh, 
teaching in Holland at, at the Rotterdam Dance Academy mm-hmm. um, for the fall semester. I'd done a lot of I'd done a lot of teaching across the states mm-hmm. and like yeah, lots lots mm-hmm. of places. I can't mm-hmm. even remember them all. I'd have to look in my <laughs> you know my my Vita. Um, um, and I said I could come in the, in the spring, and so I came as a guest. And during that time, the, the per, someone had been let go, or someone had left, and so they advertised for the ongoing position. Right. And um, uh, Santa Aloy, who I don't know if you guys know, but she was on faculty at SFU mm-hmm. for many years. Um, fabulous woman, wonderful choreographer, beautiful dancer. Um, she told me that I had to apply for the job. She got quite upset and thought that I wasn't going to. And I was like, <laughs> I hadn't decided whether I was interested or right. not yet. So, so, um, and I thought, well, I'll apply. And then if I get it, I don't have to take it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I got it and I stayed. And I, I'm still there. <laughs> I, and I had never planned to teach in a university. Uh-huh. I mean, I had been guest for, you know, but I, that was not part of my uh-huh. mission. I see. Mm-hmm. That said, if I was ever going to teach in a university... SFU is the one because the students are thinking beings and I've taught in so many places even mm-hmm. university dance programs as a guest mm-hmm. where they're just like monkey see monkey do right, right. and a lot of um, studios are like that mm-hmm. and um, but I also like the continuity I, I mean te- being, being a guest somewhere is fun but if you're going to actually teach people having some continuity over a four-year period is like a really useful way to actually transmit knowledge and to um people learn by through consistency i don't i don't think that um a constant uh offering of of random information is that useful unless you're already Uh at a level where you're self-sustaining and then you do the stuff you need to do on your own anyway and then you can go off and do like lots of random workshops and stuff because that's just like feeding that's it's all it's all icing at that point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when it's when it's like you know you've you've only studied maybe you've only studied ballet your whole life and all of a sudden you're 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 studying contemporary dance and it's like or modern dance or postmodern dance or whatever and it's like Oh, this is like wow! Mm-hmm. I have to think about this. I thought I was going to leave with my feet, right? You know? Right. And yeah. it, it, <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, it's great. And it, you also it, and because it's a a program where in an interdisciplinary department, the students get, are exposed to so many different approaches to art making mm-hmm. that it's very. I mean, your brother goes went there, right? So of course you know this. But there's so many different um ways of thinking and approaching thinking about art making so like whereas some schools everybody comes out and there's a there's one thing that they're all aiming for like this well we're aiming for this it's like we have people who come out of there and they they actually want to be contemporary ballet dancers and then we have other people who really they just want to roll around on the floor they're not interested in being elevated at all Mm -hmm. and there's other people who really want to do dance theater and they want to be working with text but they want to be able to it's it's like it's it's Uh and then we have people who want to teach in the schools Uh you know they really want and and they go into the pdp program Uh and they and some of them are the just like they just you just they glow from it it's mm-hmm, like it's yeah. what they wanted to do it's yeah. you know and so 
I consider myself really lucky, and mm-hmm. I actually get paid. It <laughs> <laughs> was a nice, nice side thing. And, and just I would do. I, I I try to only do things that I would do if I didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. But I actually, I do committee meetings, and you have to pay me for that. <laughs> 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 I don't do that stuff for free. <laughs> I'm just wondering when when you got to SFU. How long ago was that? Ninety two. Ninety two. Wow. Twenty. Oh, okay. Twenty five years ago. Twenty five years. Amazing. Wow. So I've seen lots of generations. My physiotherapist was a dancer who was a student when I first got here. Oh, wow. That's great. And do, do you see like the, the generations as you have been teaching, has that changed or is it very similar? Or? Oh, the people are completely different. And, and there was this, like, this really weird blip when So You Think You Can Dance came out where we got all <laughs> of these people from these like flash studios and they came to SFU and they were like, ooh. Oh, I mean, I have to think, you know, it was just like, <laughs> and I have to do math as well. Uh oh, it's a university. You have to do, yeah, you have to do at least one of these and at least one of those and at least one of those and at least, one, you know, as well as dance all day. And yeah, yeah. So that, that kind of, <laughs> how long did that blip last for? It was about four years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so you're saying like the dance, the, so you think dance kind of did change the landscape of it. It did, and then it thinking. kind of, yeah, it, and then that settled out. It's like people are, are yeah, avoid it. shut down, no? It's, yeah, it's, yeah it yeah. hasn't been in Canada for a while, yeah. so yeah, and I think they've shut down. Something I don't have a tab on a TV since it went digital, so <laughs> right. I, I'm really not up on yeah, what's either, on yeah. TV. <laughs> and that's interesting, yeah, I think that that changed a lot in terms of even people wanting to dance, because mm-hmm. I remember even my yeah. time was yeah. the time that yeah. actually that was big. Yeah, it was like yeah. first year when I said it was like first year of Canadian. That wasn't my goal to go doing that, but at the same time, it, it was it was apparent. In I I've, I think that because of the internet, uh, people come in with just a lot more awareness of mm. a lot more things. So uh, yeah, it, it, so yeah, I mean, people are different now than they were twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. That was like the internet was. It, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't anything like it is now. I see. You couldn't just like look up anything you wanted. Like it's my it's, it's my dictionary for checking my spelling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, 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 everything. Yeah. I used to have a book. <laughs> yeah. I still have a book, <laughs> but I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, lots of books here. And so, like, but yeah, because back then, if they want, if you wanted to, for them to learn something, they had to go to the library. They had to go pick a bunch of books. Yeah, it wouldn't everything, be just, yeah. everything. It's it's just different, and, and I mean, and people can see other. Like you can see dance online. It's like. If people haven't seen X, then I consider them to just not be interested. Right, right. Because you can not that they should have seen everything, uh-huh. but if, if but if they if they don't have a clue what they're getting into, then like they're just like dumb. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is type it. You can even I type promise. it wrong. <laughs> it'll and still be you'll there. still find it probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is what you Google will pretty much do anything. Yeah. Um, um, no, no, you, you, Rash. Yeah, okay, we're going to take turns. That's it. Um, uh, but you wanted to say something. It sounded I was like just wondering if, I guess for our generation, or I guess the next, or the, the these upcoming generations, what's something What generation you are you, guys? Uh, you in your mid-twenties? <laughs> or early twenties. Yeah. Early twenties? I'm 25, yeah. You're 25? Yeah. I'm 20. Okay, um, yeah. Okay, you're young. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's just some advice or something that you're kind of seeing that you really like going on or something that you feel is missing that was there in previous generations? Well, I think that the challenge now is that you have to be able to do everything. Mm. Like, I wouldn't have been able to, like, uh, pick up big guys. And the women are picking up big guys yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was too little 
just, just there's no way I was like skinny this little thing and mm. it's like you have to be like you have to be athletic in more ways right and I think that's the challenge I think that you have to be able to to have a, like a really successful career uh -huh. as a performer I'm talking yeah. about right now you have to be really good at I mean I, I took contact when I got here because I was right. everybody's doing contact boy mm. did it hurt <laughs> I've been trying to let, make space in my joints for for 40 years and, and all of a sudden they're compress they're trying to compress your joints mm. it was just like mm. why am I compressing my joints they were like talking to me well, and I was picking up him. He's six foot five. It was, like, <laughs> it was not a good idea. It was Anthony. It was, yeah. it, well, we partnered. He, we did it together. We did like yeah, yeah. Uh, an Edom intensive right. one summer. Yeah, Actually, yeah. it wasn't an. It was like a half day. I wasn't crazy. Yeah. I didn't do like a full day. Of, was like, Peter teaching at that point? Yeah, it was fabulous yeah. teaching, and I, I think it's wonderful. But I, I think that, but but just as an example, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, and and uh, I think that. Um, some of the most exciting work is, is really fusions of all different kinds of things that are making whole new, mm -hmm. whole new ways of approaching moving. And I remember going to, uh, into New York, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, they have this festival in October every year, Fall for Dance. Yes. And you see like five companies a night or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just stood up and started screaming once. Right in the middle of the, of the performance, because it was so amazing. This guy was spinning on his head. He just kept going and going and going. And I was like, and then he, I swear, it, it, it seemed like it went on for like four minutes. Mm -hmm. I literally stood up and started, everybody looked around. And this is New York. People are verbal. I, I literally didn't know I'd stood up and started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> There's your 400 fair for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It was, you know, but yeah. So it, I think that's your challenge. And I also think, that because there's so many dancers now, yes, and that it there's there's uh, it's it's more competitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more for women than for men. Yes, there's there's sure. a lot of there's a lot of though there's a bump in the amount of guys coming out of schools right now. Yeah, so yeah, I just saw one waist piece with five guys. Right. Yeah, I think that I guess that used was, to be rare. Wasn't that you, Arash? I think I think uh, yeah, I think because it was hard. I guess back to get even one person, like one male, and then also then that the balance is really off. And yeah, well, we have some years at SFU where we get five guys in in a class. And that's like whoa! It happens once every ten right. years. Then we have years with none. Right. Mm. In a whole like the first year group, the second year group last year had no. Not one. Mm -hmm. Modus operandi was last year was the first year that it was fifty fifty. Yeah, which I thought was. But I think that they that uh, David comes from more street culture, right? Which draws that's like why. Mm -hmm. That's that that's going to attract guys that wouldn't come to SFU, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. we don't really teach that. Right. I mean, not that it's ne not that never n nothing, but it's not like half of the right. two people main. Uh -huh. So that's like that's like mm -hmm. a really big, and yeah. I think that that's. That's uh, a real plus for mm -hmm. that program, and especially for bringing in guys. Yes, I'm just wondering about when when you were in the Graham Company in the in the professional world, was there an imbalance there as well? Was there always more women? Well, in the company, dancing? there was about the same amount. Uh, same amount. But the women were better. The better, yeah, of course. So much <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah, makes so much sense. Women are just better. I think that's just easy. No, no. Desiree went to got her master's in in Arizona. Yeah, and it was fifty fifty, and the guys were good. 
but it's a lot of commercially focused people and it's close to LA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and they have like ballet jazz and modern contemporary. They have like, they all do it all. And, mm -hmm. um, and they get jobs mm -hmm. like backups, dancers and all that kind of yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Commercial stuff. So I think in the commercial world, there's more because there's more money. And I think that uh, often guys are um, brought up to and or pushed into things that make money because that's right. just how they're brought up. Uh -huh. Well, yeah. like my father used to say, well, he's not going to support you in the manner to which you become accustomed. Not that we were rich, <laughs> but, but there was always food on the table. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, nobody's going to support me. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> ever has. So <laughs> that's hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> there's a need to. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't him. This is... When I was young. <laughs> oh, when you were very young. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I was dating, you know, when I was a teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like bring totally. home these really scraggly guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, even even now, if, if you're a dancer and you want to say, you know, I can support the family, you know, <laughs> dads won't believe you. Ever. No. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> just wondering if there was one That's artist. it. I've, I've always made my living as an artist. Yeah, Except for, like... I think I worked in a store once when I was like in my teens or early 20s and in a pub once in my early 20s for a short period and in a daycare center for about a week mm. but literally mm. yeah wow that's good amazing I uh, used to sew as well mm -hmm. which I will do again if I ever have time but I was I was uh, used to design and make stuff so I would do that as well which I also consider an art right so Hmm. That, haven't done it for years, but wow. yeah, having two niches helps a lot with that. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, 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 that was great. Um, if you, if there was only one artist left in the world, and you could choose who that would be, uh, who would you choose that to be? That's like a big one. Holy <laughs> Toledo. Is that? Uh, we're, not, we're not asking you to pick favorites. Yeah. <laughs> There's one artist left to represent art or to represent artists. Well, then I'll pick Salvador Dali. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he's not okay. alive, so. Okay. That's okay. We can bring him back if we need to. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can bring him back. That's nice. Thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I like this one a lot. If you had, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Fly. Fly? Fly. Why would you No question. Fly? I've always wanted to fly. Every year I asked my parents for wings <laughs> when I was a small child from his law, from his, and, and then one year they gave me wings and they didn't work. <laughs> I must have been that's five. <laughs> fly. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. So that's a definite. Okay. What would yours be, Arash? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. No? No. No, it would just make the the episode about me also. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, advice: If you had an advice for uh, for us, um, follow your heart and use your head. Mm. Thank you. It's the only me. advice I give anybody. Really. <laughs> follow your heart. That, yeah, your follow your heart, but use your head. <laughs> <laughs> that is, thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, so we have this tradition. That we play the either game, 
uh, which is a, uh, a game I kind of started doing. Uh, I grew up with this uh, sort of this TV uh, series that was called The Hot Seat, and they would bring someone and in, in, interview them, and they would have and they would have uh, sort of at the end of it they would have twenty questions for them that the guests would answer. Either or. Either or, yeah. yeah, or yeah, or, yeah. So I thought I was like, oh, it makes a lot of sense in the in the podcast. But if, if you'd like to, so yeah, the idea is to say as uh, the first one that comes to your mind. And uh, yeah. All right. So uh, fishes or birds? Birds. Trees or street lights? Trees. Wine or beer? Wine. Lakes or oceans? Lakes. Feet or hands? Hands. Raisins or chocolate? Raisins. Dice or cards? Dice. Candles or lamps? Candles. Black or white? Gray. Sugar or honey? Honey. Socks or sweaters? Socks. Soap or gloves? Soap. Clouds or sky? Clouds. Crocodiles or snails? Snails. Bikes or boats? Bikes. Gates or doors? Doors. Dirt or asphalt? Dirt. 10 or 20? 30. Wood <laughs> or marley? Wood. Sunset or sunrise? Sunset. Sunset. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> That's thank funny. you. I think that wraps, unless you have anything else you like to end with. Um, I think it's great you guys are doing this, and I hope that you actually talk to everybody who's the generation before you and older in Canada. We're, we're trying. I think yeah. that would be I really great. We're starting with BC, and then we're going to see if yeah. we can work our way across the coast. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. Hopefully next year. We're going to buy a truck. Yeah, we'll just drive through the winter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Thank, thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank you. Pleasure. It's so inspiring to see, hear, hear these stories and, and you sh- sharing it with us. It just, you instantly... Uh, sort of, you feel these pathways, and you feel like you you actually uh, can connect through the past. The people, mm-hmm. the people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel much smarter after doing this. <laughs> <laughs> do, There's it quite a lot, lot of uh, really interesting choreographers in this town. There is, yeah, there is. Yeah, too yeah. bad you missed Lola, and uh, mm-hmm. too bad Lee Eisler's not here anymore. She's, yeah. I think she's in LA. They would mm. both have been really, really interesting to uh, interview. Well, hopefully we'll have you on again sometime. Great, once we get to. through, uh, look at the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Once you've done, yeah. you know, the, the eight hundred people, then you come back. <laughs> you come back. You have to do one every week, otherwise you're mm-hmm. going to take you more than ten years. Right. This Probably, is true. Yeah. 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 That's why I was hoping yeah, when you when you asked me, I said, okay, how soon can I do this? It's like <laughs> we want to inv- interview everyone. I'm like, okay, everyone. <laughs> okay, they're not going to want to wait two months in between. <laughs> yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. So like, to we get it every week? But. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think we're recording like three people this. Yeah. Oh, who are you doing next? Well, we're supposed to be doing Henry Daniels. Oh yeah, great. Uh, Henry Daniel, we haven't. He's leaving town. Yeah, really soon. So you better get him soon. Yeah, he hasn't responded yet, but he should respond by today. He's he's teaching in England all fall semester. Yeah, that's what he said. So I'm serious. You got to get him this month. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's the plan this week and next week, and then uh, yeah, and then we're going to. Judith Marcuse next week. Good. Uh, the week after, yeah. So, uh, and then we're going to, I think, go through the Edam crowd. Mm-hmm. Next great. Which would be... Well, Peter, of course. Peter, I think, yeah. Everybody else, yeah. Barb and it's great. So, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people just come up a, a lot of times where you say, oh, wow. Okay, we got And then we ask someone, they tell us about someone else. So then yeah. All the stuff that we have might not have even uh, seen. 
in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks.